Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. It's been a while, but we're back. Today is Monday, February 20th. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today is National Cherry Pie Day. Why, when I hear this, do I just immediately think of that song? Thousand percent. <laughs> I, I am the exact it's, same. Yeah, it's not my right. Pie. Yeah, it's it's not. A, I mean, I love the I love cherry pie, but at the same time, like that is the first thing I think of is is that song. Same, same. That's that's where my mind goes when I hear cherry pie is my sweet cherry pie. You get, that's that's the song you got to go to. Uh, it's also known National Muffin Day. You a fan of muffins? Yeah, I like muffins. Muffins are good Me too. Me too. What the, what we talked about this on the. Uh, uh, the cookie day, I think it was, like the Otis Spunkmeyer. Don't they make like the really nice fancy muffins? They do. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of the, they've got some um, banana nut muffins that are really fantastic that I really love. So, Yeah, they also have like a, um, they have a blueberry type yes. of muffin, I think that's really yes. good. Uh, and then like the the brown sugar sprinkled on top is also an undefeated and like the the otis spunkmeyer i just like that name uh the otis spunkmeyer muffins they're huge man they're not like the normal small muffins you would get. yeah they're, they're like as big as my hand it's like a yeah. whole meal uh so i love those my kids like the little i don't know who makes them but they come and they come in like a plastic bag they're just like little small blueberry muffins there's like i don't know maybe five to eight in a little bag and they take them to school sometimes when we're late and don't have time to make breakfast i know um, what you're talking about i just can't remember who it is but i can't either i can't either and those are also undefeated in between games uh on an early baseball saturday sunday snack as well um right. they got a little sugar in a little pick me up and and they're portable so those are uh those are a good snack in between games with uh with baseball season here about to kick off Billy, we're not necessarily midway through the basketball season, but we had the All-Star game this weekend, and the All-Star game sort of resets a lot of things, and I think most most sports have it in the middle of their season. Basketball's the one outlier that has it at a weird time. Um, they sort of have it three quarters of the way through the season, but we're going to do the Hawks midseason grade, even though it's not necessarily midseason. We'll call it the Hawks All-Star break grade overall billy what would you rate the hawks season so far this year you have with the x are we basing this off of expectations or what are we basing this off of it has to be off of expectations what we thought the team was going to be going into this season and where they are at right now and it has to be a c minus at at the very like (laughs) 
that's the very best I can I can give it. I I can't think of giving it anything else. Yeah, we're in the playoffs, but that's that that's not what we wanted. We wanted everything to be a top four five seed right now, and we're in the playoffs right now. We're in a play in position right now, so it's not something that we wanted. We felt that this team could be a lot better, and at times this team has played phenomenally um, together. And then they come out and they poop the bed uh, at times too, and it's just not been what you expect. I don't know if it's if it's effort. I don't know if it's um, leadership from uh, people on the court. I. I I'm not 100% sure what we're sitting at, but C- minus has to be the best grade that I can give him. Them. I'm with you, man. I, I, I it, it can't be higher than a C. Whether you want to go C, C+, plus, C-, minus, whatever it is, I, it cannot. It absolutely cannot be a B or, or an A if oh. you're just insane. Uh, the expectations, like you said, Billy, going into the season, the expectations for this team was a top three, four seed. The way this roster was constructed, there was a lot of talent. There was a lot of people returning, head coach returning. Uh, Trey, we thought, was going to take a step forward. That hasn't happened. I think the key to this team is is, is the leadership factor that you touched on. I don't see them having that veteran leader in the locker room right now. And I think Vince Carter was that for a couple of years there. Um, Al Horford was that for forever in here. Paul Millsap was that for forever. And I don't see that one veteran in the locker room right now that can step up in these big situations and I don't even they don't even have to make an impact on the court just making an impact in the locker room when, we're, when we are down at halftime or you know on the bench when we're down by two possessions with two minutes to go or something I don't see that veteran leadership on this team that can command attention and, and command respect from a lot of these youngsters that are on the team and sort of show them the way to win because there's no reason the way this team is constructed that we should be a game under 500 right now and three games out of a playoff position. Like you said, we're still in a play on play in position uh, at number eight. Uh, we said earlier in the season that this team, when they're healthy, we thought was one of the top teams in the East and they've been healthy for quite a while now and have not been able to string together wins. It's they're just so streaky. They're so inconsistent. It, it's maddening. It's frustrating. We see it when they go up against some of the best teams in the NBA, how good they can be. I mean, they, they take they go toe-to-toe with some of the best teams in the NBA. Look what we did to Phoenix. Look, you know, we played well against Denver. I know we ended up losing that by 20, but we played well against them. We played against, well against Utah. We play well against the good teams, and then we cannot take care of business against the crap teams. I don't understand We proved it. the bed against the Knicks recently, which we haven't yeah. been proving the bed. And I, I agree with you. Like, I, you think about it, like, who would be that veteran leadership? Would it be DeJounte Murray? Would it be Capella? Would it be Trey Young? Trey Young's not a, he's not a rookie anymore. You know, so who's who's supposed to be stepping into this position? Because obviously it's there's not anybody that's that's stepping into this position because I I don't know why. Maybe that's something that we need to go after this offseason and, and find a veteran leadership. Maybe it's somebody that needs to be uh, a starter that is a veteran that can stand up to everybody because I mean, do you really want to listen to a somebody that comes off the bench? You know what I mean? Like I know Vince Carter was diff- was somebody different, but I mean he was a, he's a Hall of Famer. But right, right, and I think you have to get so if you, if it is going to be somebody that comes off the bench, it's going to have to be someone 
that has it's gonna have to be someone like VC, you know, a hall, a future Hall of Famer that's sort of at the end of his rope might play eight to ten minutes here and there, but still commands a lot of respect in the locker room. Right. Uh, you know, something like that. It, you know, the defense early on this year I think was a key, and it's it's sort of gone by the wayside the past month and a half. We have the fourth worst defense in the East right now. Um, so th- this Hawks team, I don't know, man. We have roughly twenty-ish games left in the season. And this needs to be an exceptional stretch that Hawks need to play, or there's going to be some wholesale changes in the offseason. Man, I don't think Nate McMillan's back. If we don't see some big changes here in the next 20 games, I don't know if Trey's back. I don't know. It, it, it'll be very interesting to see what this team looks like, depending on if they just hold serve and keep doing what they're doing. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. It'll be interesting to see what the Hawks front office does with this roster and this coaching staff come this offseason but there's you know 20 game 20 ish games left we're what 59 60 20 so a little over 20 uh we can make a run we can get into that top six seed and get a playoff position the uh the, the team's good enough and you're having you have the brooklyn nets up there who got exceptionally worse this trade deadline so they're going to drop out of the play uh playoff position uh so it'll either be the heat or the hawks or the wizards or raptors that want to step up and get that playoff position, not a play-in position. It'll be interesting coming down the stretch to see what the Hawks do. They are back in action, though, uh, this Friday. So they have this whole week off. They don't play another game for the next four days. So hopefully a little rest will help them, and they play the Cavs this Friday, and they have a four-game home stretch. Cavs, Nets, Wizards, and Trailblazers. Before we get off this topic, I need to ask you one question, and, and then we can we can move on. Let's just say this offseason – Landry Fields and the front office decide to move on from from Trey Young. What is he going to command in a trade? I don't think he's going to command much because we saw what the rest of the NBA thought of him in in recent polls and in the All-Star voting. Uh, The rest of the NBA doesn't see Trey like a lot of Hawks fans see Trey. I think Hawks fans see Trey as a number one guy and a superstar, and the rest of the NBA does not. Uh, I think he is in a weird situation where... He is beloved here at home by, I think, a lot of a lot of players and or a, a lot of fans. And we see him as a number one option and a, and a somebody who possibly could be a centerpiece of a NBA championship winning squad. And the rest of the NBA does not see him like that. Most of the front offices, most of the players, they do not see Trey Young as a number one. I think a lot of them see him as a number two and some of them see him as a number three guy. So what you get in return for Trey, I think, is going to be vastly different than what a lot of Hawks fans expect to get out of Trey Young. I don't even know if you can get a lottery pick out of Trey Young right now, honestly. Uh, if you if you want to get a first-round pick, it's probably going to be mid to late first round. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that's what I think other other front offices are, uh, are seeing Trey as. Billy, this weekend, we had the Wrestling State Individual Championship brackets going yeah, down. Did. Yeah, and, and trying to follow the brackets on whatever website they use is one of the hardest things to do in all of sports. That website is an absolute barf bag of gooey <laughs> URL. It's terrible. I don't know who designed it, but whoever designed it should be shot because it is awful. As much as much grief as we like to give the GHSA here on this podcast, mostly out of fun, uh, they do a lot of hard work and they do a lot of good things. The GHSA brackets that they use for everything are insanely simple and fantastic to follow and i love them 
Uh, they're, they're great format. They're clear and concise. I'd love it if they had the start times for a lot of the stuff, but I know that's very, very hard to do. It is what it is. Um, the GHSA brackets they came out with wrestling blow the brackets for the individual state championships out of the water. I mean, they they absolutely kill it. But right now, this is what we have for the wrestling individual state championships this past weekend for Temple. Brad Bennett is a champion, another champion out there in that Temple wrestling, uh, uh, you know, that Sean Moistner has gone out there and kind of molded that wrestling team into in a very, very quick way. Uh, Temple Tigers very quickly becoming a wrestling powerhouse out here in the West Georgia area, Billy. Are you really surprised when you added Sean Moistner? And I mean, when you and I talked about this, when when Sean Moistner was added to Temple, we both immediately were like, oh, 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 okay, Temple. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's a name to add. That's a name Big to time, add yeah. when you're when you're serious about things and the fact that they're moving on with Sean Moistner as, as their head coach and well, one of their head coaches, it's huge. So congratulations to Broderick Bennett. Uh, That's, that's awesome accomplishment. Um, I'm not sure. I can't remember off the top of my head. The last time Temple had a, a person that was close to um, like getting close to winning a championship in wrestling. You know what I mean? From from what I remember in the banners hanging in Temple, I think they've only had two prior state champions in any weight class for individual wrestling. Okay. Um, I think there were two. Uh, I'm trying to remember. We were there for, you know, 17 and a half hours last weekend. Uh, and <laughs> I, I think there were two. That's I think right. there were two banners hanging up, I think. I might be wrong, but I think they had two. Um, anybody who's not familiar with Sean Moistner or not familiar with wrestling, Adding Sean Moistner to your wrestling coaching staff is similar to adding Nick Saban or Bill Belichick, in my opinion, to your coaching staff in football. I mean, Sean Moistner knows his his wrestling. That guy has been built a powerhouse at Alexander, uh, and it looks like he's continuing out there in Temple for the Temple Tigers. A lot of good, a lot of good coaching gets this this year for yeah, the Temple man. Tigers out there in multiple sports. Yes, um, really doing a good job out there. Central Lions. Uh, they have two champions, Gabe Swan and Ty Murray. Let's go. Both individual state champions for the Central Lions. Uh, Danny Crutz, Cruddles, Cruddles, Crutless? Cruddles, probably. Cruddles. Uh, he finished in third. Colson Hoffman in second. Owen Warren in third. And we talked about those powerhouses, the Temple Tigers. The Central Lions are right there with them, uh, winning the dual state championship and having two state champions in individual wrestling. Cody Knight is building a freaking powerhouse over at Central, too. Let's be real. I mean, him and um, the staff over at, at, at Central, which that is including Nathan Horsley on that uh, wrestling staff, is building something special. And it's going to be fun to watch the next couple of years. I would be willing to bet Bryce next year for Central. They have at least two, if not more, state champions next year. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Uh, Heard County had two boys to place. Michael Hedrick and Mason Gillespie both finished in fourth for the Heard County Braves. Out in Bremen, Elijah Carr finished third. Grayson Cooper was a state runner-up. Gavin Mastrangelo is a state runner-up. Luke Johnson finished in fourth, and James Bumgarner also finished in fourth. And wrapping up the wrestling individual state championships, our guy, Jacob Levy, out there in Carrollton, 
7A heavyweight state champion, undefeated in the first ever 7A heavyweight state champion the Carrollton Trojans have ever had. Congratulations to Jacob Levy and our good friend Coach White out there in Trojan Town. He went undefeated all season long. In heavyweight. That is, that's just stupid. <laughs> and correct, he's a sophomore, right? He's a sophomore. Oh, my goodness. That's that guy. That, that, that kid's that kid's insane, man. I, I, I think he's probably going to choose wrestling over or excuse me, football over wrestling in college. But I would love to see what that kid could oh, do in God, college yeah, if, he, if he continues to wrestle. I mean, he'd be he would be an absolute monster. So congratulations to all those wrestling individual state championships from around our area. Some great wrestling happening here in the west side of Georgia. Billy, I have a, a little segment here that I heard on the radio this weekend that I thought it'd be interesting to bring up on the podcast, and I'd like to get your take here. It's called Desmond Ritter or. So I'm going to give you some, right now, these quarterbacks are free agents, or they're, 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 they look to be free agents this year when free agency starts for the NFL. And I want you to tell me if you would have, rather have Desmond Ritter or one of these quarterbacks, okay? okay? So we're going to start off the first one, Desmond Ritter or Derek Carr. Uh, ooh. I'm taking Derek Carr. I know what I'm getting out of him. But uh, problem is I, I, I need to see what the Falcons can do uh, building that offensive line. Um, if you can get okay. a decent, decent offensive line, especially – like I think Desmond is is a much better uh, out of the pocket passer than than Carr is, but at the same time, that's just because he has wheels, and Derek Carr may not be as <laughs> as strong on that aspect. But definitely I, not as mobile. No, I, I I like Carr a lot though. Like I think I like Carr a lot more than a lot of people like Carr. I think we both like Carr a lot. I think we both think that he yeah. is. I I I'll go out. I'll even go out to say that I believe Derek Carr on the right team could win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. And and knowing knowing uh what we've seen from him, I mean a couple this was years ago, but um I had this I had this argument that I felt that um Kirk Cousins was a much better quarterback uh than RG three and people thought I was freaking crazy. But you know what? I I still feel right about that. I mean Kirk Cousins has turned out to be fantastic, and he's built things. Well, that was... I, I don't know if he's fantastic. He's he's good. He's definitely a good quarterback. I don't I don't know if he's fantastic. He continues, he continues to get free, freaking uh, contracts. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, so did Chad Henney. Chad Henney has more Super Bowl rings than uh, Aaron Rodgers does. Chad Henney is a bitch. <laughs> All right, so Derek Carr on that one. Derek Carr right now, average, they think his salary is going to be somewhere around 37 point, uh, $37.7 this year when he signs his new contract. That's sort of the market value for him. You're getting a veteran. Right. You're getting a veteran right there if you want uh, Derek Carr. Next one I have is Jimmy Garoppolo or Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Really? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Jimmy G. Okay. Really? No. Why do you hate Jimmy G? It's not that I hate him. It's just that I'm not a big. That's what you said. Yeah, I am not a fan of his. It's just, I, I think Jimmy G played really well in Kyle Shanahan's offense, and I think Jimmy G probably could have played really well in um, 
what's-his-face's offense in New England, which is now out in Las Vegas. So that's a possibility for me if I was Jimmy G leaving, is going to Las Vegas. But um, Josh McDaniels. Um, but I, I'm, I don't think... I'm, I'm not comfortable with him coming in, no. Okay, so you're out. Out on Jimmy G. Uh, right now, Jimmy G's market value is $34.9 million. That is sort of where they are thinking that he is going to sit around the market this year for his annual contract. Next one, Desmond Ritter or Dan Jones? Desmond Ritter. Ritter, Ritter over Dan Jones? Yes. I was All right. I mean, Dan Jones, a young guy. He's a, I don't want to say he's a proven winner, but he's done well up in New York Giants land. Hasn't had a breakout year, but has played decent up there. His market value right now is sitting at twenty six point two million. All right, so so Desmond Ritter over Dan Jones. All right, the next one I have is Desmond Ritter or Geno Smith. Desmond Ritter. Really? Hear me out. Like Derek Carr, I think is the only one right now that I, I'm comfortable with of the names that you've mentioned. Because I think that we could do think good things with them. Gino Gino Smith, who had the great comeback year this year with Seattle, comeback player of the I, year. I get that, but at the same time, he made the Pro Bowl. I get that, but I would love to see what if I was comparing the two. I would love to see what Desmond Ritter can actually do, as opposed to Gino. Gino's had his time to start. Gino's had his time to shine. Let's see what Desmond Ritter can do. So you heard it here on the podcast, first, folks. Billy hates Jimmy Garoppolo and <laughs> Geno Smith. Um, Geno Smith right now, annual the annual salary they think he's going to get around thirty nine point three million dollars. So he's going to he's uh, going to get more than Derek Carr. Yeah, that's that's, that's what that's what Spo that's what Spo right now is estimating his market value at. Now whether or not he gets it, who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean Geno Smith had a had an amazing year last year. Whether he's I mean, he, he's been with the Jets, he's been with the Giants, he's been with the Chargers, he's been all over the place and hasn't had the success he had last year with a Seattle Seahawks team that honestly wasn't that talented. Like, that team wasn't that good. Uh, and he led the NFL in completion percentage last year with almost 70% completion percentage. So I, I'm a big Geno Smith fan just because of Florida, sort of his journey to where he's at now. Um, but all right, so right now, the only person that you would take over Desmond Ritter is Derek Carr. Uh, out of those and the last one i have for you billy i think this one is an is an easy one and i think this is a home run for the falcons if they could somehow possibly land this desmond ritter or lamar jackson lamar (laughs) lamar jackson easy i think that's an easy one he's got the youth i i would love to see what lamar jackson can do in arthur smith's system um He's an MVP. He has the wheels to get around. Yeah, that would be Lamar over Desmond for sure. Yeah, and Lamar right now, his market value they think is going to be a forty point seven million dollar uh, contract per year, and and he's not technically a unrestricted free agent yet. Right. Uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens still could franchise tag him or work out an extension with him. Uh, and they got Todd Munkin up there, the new offense coordinator. I don't know if he's – I'm assuming he's going to be working with Lamar to try to get that extended. Um, I would love to see them bring in Lamar Jackson because wherever Lamar Jackson goes, I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to go with him. So that would be uh, that would be interesting to see what they do in Atlanta. So out of those five, Derek Carr and Lamar Jackson are the only ones that Billy would rather have over Desmond Ritter. 
Billy hates Jimmy Garoppolo and Geno Smith and Dan Jones. I am with them on it. I would not want Dan Jones either here in Atlanta. So that is our segment, Desmond Ritter or. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard, shall we? On Friday night, uh, basketball, Carrollton beat Westlake 65 to 55. And this is boys, correct? So yes, they, this is they boys. win their region and uh, move on and uh, they will be the number one seed uh, heading into next week's playoffs. Uh, in baseball, Temple fell to Landmark Christian 14 to 10. Central fell to Whitewater 14 to 5. And Central also fell to Ola 4 to nothing. In lacrosse, Carrollton beat Greenbrier in girls uh, lacrosse 19 to 5. That is a huge win over Greenbrier. Like huge, Bryce. Um, in soccer, Central falls to Villarica 10 to nothing. And boys fell 4 to nothing. Holy crap, what a score. Yeah, that uh, that Villarica boys and girls team are both really good. I think they're combi- combined like 9-2 and two or 10-2 and two right now or something like that. Central was uh, pretty some... close, too, if I'm not mistaken. Plus, they were they were doing a whole bunch of um, clean sheets as well. So that's, that's a little bit shocking to me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday, baseball, Carrollton fell to South Forsyth 10-0, and Central fell to Tiff County 4-0. And in girls lacrosse, Carrollton beat Richmond Hill 19-9. In college basketball... That sounds sounds like a rich school, right? Richmond yes. Hill? That sounds like one of those rich schools that that Carrollton beating them in Greenbrier back-to-back days should be a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In college basketball, Lee beat UW uh, in basketball. Boys 76-71. Girls lost 71-50. Uh, Three-game losing streak now for the boys UW team, man. A- after going on like a... 20-game winning streak. They've lost the past three games. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, on the Smith's floor coverings, games and events calendar in baseball today, Mount Zion is at Creekside at 530. Central is at Harrelson County at 555. In soccer today, uh, Bremen is at Villarica. Girls kick off five, boys kick off at seven. And that is your Smith's floor coverings, games and events calendar. Get out and uh, get out and watch these games outside. The boys, uh, the the baseball and the uh, the soccer. Man, it should be an absolutely gorgeous day out there today. I think the high is going to be in the seventies. Absolutely no rain in the forecast. It's going to be beautiful, beautiful days uh, today and tomorrow. I think to uh, to get out. Hopefully that rain gets pushed back to tomorrow. Yeah, night. I will be heading down to Hurt uh, County tomorrow to call some baseball. So. Oh, nice, nice. I will be out in Mount Zion for the Mount Zion uh, Basketball State Playoffs. Nice. Be out there calling that game for the Eagles. Uh, You ready for another cup of coffee, Billy? Let's do it. Uh, Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. If you are buying or selling a house in the west side, give Hannah Strawn a call, and she will set you up with the best deals. Here at the Morning 5, we like to work with local vendors i mean that's you know that's what we do like to support small businesses i know some people don't like to do that uh, but we like to do that here on the morning five so give hannah a call jason tatum scores an all-star record 55 points and wins the mvp yesterday in the nba all-star game billy did you watch this at all no not a second (laughs) really really you didn't watch any of it i didn't watch any of it Wow. The NBA All right. Star game yeah. is pointless to me. It's 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 gotten right. to the point where it's like the Pro Bowl used to be. There's there's yeah. no defense play. No. There's nothing. I mean, it's like there isn't, but it's still fun. It's still enjoyable. Like you get to see cool stuff happen. I mean, there was some 
you know, LeBron had a couple off the backboard dunks that were fun. Ja had some big dunks. It was it was enjoyable. It was entertaining. It was fun. It's not supposed to be a competitive game. Who won? Uh, team uh, Giannis. Oh. Yeah. Team Giannis won like 158 to or like 162 to 158 or something like that. But uh, but yeah, Team Giannis won. It was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. wins the first Daytona 500 after a record 212 laps. Billy, did you watch this? I did watch this. Um, and oh, nice. yeah, again, and this is, I was talking to somebody about this, you know, with, with our buddy Matt Ridgway actually being there, I was watching intently to see if I could see him on pit road or, or anything. Um, but I also watched and was rooting on his, his driver, Ryan Priest, and he had a, a great run and I, I can't wait to hear uh, Matt's Matt's um, breakdown of this later this week on track talk but it's going to be really interesting to hear because I think that he had a good like I had and I know we didn't make this public yet but like I had a one of our rocks of the week was a Ryan Priest top 10 finish and it was close, like up until the the crash that was what late, like less than twenty laps to go, I think. Ryan Priest finally got knocked out, so I I hate it for him. Yeah, and and dude, restrictor plate racing is such a crapshoot too, because you always get the big wreck at some point in the game that wipes out half the field. So you know, nine times out of ten, the best, honestly, the best car restrictor plate, or not even they're not restrictor plate races anymore, but. Nine times out of ten, the best car doesn't win because the just the insane the insanity that goes on in those races. It was entertaining. I thought it was a great Daytona 500. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to Matt about it and recap it and uh, get on to the next race. Right. Uh, Giants Giants quarterback Dan Jones to switch agents as a new contract looms. Do you think Dan Jones stays with the Giants or do you think he goes somewhere else? You want to talk about a crapshoot? That is a crapshoot. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I, th- I feel like he could easily show, you know, support to the Giants and, and the loyalty to the Giants, to the team that he got drafted by and, and signed with them. And then he could also say, nope, I'm done with him. You know, there it. I have no idea with Daniel Jones. Be interesting to see. I don't even know how many suitors he'd have out there as far as a team goes for a starting quarterback position. Uh, you know, maybe three or four teams around the league would want him to come in as a starter. I don't think he'd be higher than that, would you? No. Uh, Rex Ryan is going to interview for the Broncos defensive coordinator job. Rex Ryan with, Rex Ryan hasn't coached in the NBA. Or NBA. He hasn't coached in the NBA ever. Uh, he hasn't coached in the NFL in what, like eight to ten years? It's been at least that, yeah. When, when in the world is the last time Rex Ryan was a a, a coach doing anything? Hold, I gotta I gotta know this because it has been a long long time. Uh, 2016, so seven years. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't been he hasn't been in the NFL in seven years. Uh, that'd be interesting to see him going to be the Broncos defensive coordinator. I mean, you have Mister Unlimited <laughs> and Rex Ryan in the same building. I can't wait. And Sean Payton's going to be out there too. That is just, that is clip heaven out there. Think, I can't wait for you, that to happen. Do you think the, that the local feet finder, uh, dot com is like playing into this decision for him? 
Well, I heard to get Rex Ryan to come to uh, Broncos country, Sierra sent him, uh, you know, a couple pictures of her feet oh, in flip flops. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, I heard, and uh, yeah, he's got boots on the ground down there, out in uh, out in Bronco Town. So yeah, have fun out there. Have fun out in uh, Colorado. Allegedly, there. Rex- Rexy. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly. Excuse me. Yeah, excuse me. Pardon me, Brett Favre. Uh, we want to we want to go throw out that allegedly on there. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, Brett. Brett Favre allegedly a POS, you know, he allegedly stole millions of dollars from homeless poor people in Louisiana, uh, allegedly, you know, don't want to get, don't want to get sued on this podcast here. What a moron. What an ass guy. I have never lost more respect for a human being oh. than I have for Brett Favre over the past six to eight Jeez, months. Man. What an absolute doofus, dude. I, I wouldn't oh. pee on him if he was on fire. I'll put it down. <laughs> what a moron. Uh, John Ron returns to world number one after pretty incredible victory. Victory, oh. man! <laughs> what what an absolute amazing weekend of golf out there at Riviera for the Genesis Invitational. One of the best uh, soccer, one of the best golf tournaments I've seen in a while. John Rahm is an absolute monster. Tiger Woods had days where he flashed some brilliance. Um, a lot of fun, dude. A lot of fun. Ricky Fowler was out there playing well. Cooch, Matt Kuchar was out there playing well. Max Homa played really well. Just kind of fell short to Rombo, who is an absolute god right now on the links. One of the best golf tournaments I can remember in in a, in a while, Billy. And Bryce, this is this is what's so hard. I mean, it's so it's easy for betting people, but if you're betting on golf right now. If you're not putting a couple softer dollars on John Rahm, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Because he has won five of his last nine tournaments that he has entered. Dude, dude is dude is a monster, unreal right now. And uh, I am uh, eating up every single bit of John Rahm's uh, victory this weekend out there at the uh, at the Riviera. Did you know John Rahm has a club foot? I did know that. Yes. That's crazy. I saw a TikTok about that the other day. He was talking about his golf swing and everything. He was like, yeah, the way it's kind of weird and the way I, the reason I do it is because I have a club foot. Never knew that. I was like, mad respect, dude. World number one golfer, and he's got a club foot. That's amazing. It's a really cool story. Uh, and today in 1993, the Florida Marlins opened their first spring training ever. We know what kills me about the Marlins is they've only been around since 1993, and in that span, they have as many World Series championships as the Atlanta Braves. Uh, and thankfully for not, for 2021, we can actually say that now, <laughs> because yeah, because yeah. leading up until that, it was well, more. more. <laughs> I, that, that's I, I can't tell you how pissed off that always makes me every time I heard like every time I realized that like the Marlins, they're the laughing stock of baseball. Yeah. Really, I mean they've been absolute poo other than their two World Series victories, and it just it aggravates me so much, man. Uh, but yeah, in 1993, they started their first ever spring training. I saw a uh, graphic come out yesterday that has the Atlanta Braves as the World Series favorites from fans. Saw that too. I was interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting. Apparently, that defensive catcher we got is really going to bump us up the next level. Can't wait. Uh, super excited to see that. We start spring training on Saturday, right? Uh, yes, and everything that I've seen, expect uh, Rosario and Acuna to get a ton of playing time early. Because wow, because really? they have to leave um, to go to the World Baseball Classic. Oh, yippee! Can't wait to watch that pointless. I'm looking forward to it. 
I won't watch a single inning of it. I'm trying to think. Who else? Oh, Soroka. I saw Soroka had hamstring tightness. Yeah. Um, yeah, surprise. hopefully, hopefully he gets better. Yeah, Mike <laughs> yeah. Soroka. Yeah, Sor- Soroka injured. Wow, that's what in other news. Water is wet. Good lord. <laughs> you got anything else today, Billy? No, nah, man. Let's get out of here and uh, let's enjoy this day. All right, get out there, enjoy the beautiful oh, weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. President's it's President's Day. day. Sorry, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it's President's Day yeah. holiday. Uh, it's also my dad's birthday. So happy birthday, Dad! Yeah, it's birthdays. They happen every year. Uh, congratulations <laughs> You're such a for Billy Lindahl. I am Bryce Barley. We will see y'all tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors. <laughs>